Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Thank you, New Zealand, for making Polaris New Zealand's number one selling side-by-side brand. From behind the stumps to behind the mic, nothing gets past Smithy. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. The man they call the Greek Scouser. The highest of dramas here. Simikas for Liverpool and wins it for Liverpool. A nerveless penalty, no wonder he's off and running. They win the FA Cup at the expense of Chelsea. And just like in the League Cup in the final here in February, they've done it via a penalty shootout. There you go. That is Liverpool becoming FA Cup champions. A penalty shootout with Chelsea. It was a rinse and repeat of the League Cup final. Both teams cancelled each other out in normal time and extra time. Goes down the pens and Liverpool get it one. They've got two pots. Uh, will they get any more? Let's uh, talk to Daniel McCarty about that. Of course, host of SENZ's Saturday session and commentator for all our Phoenix games as well. G'day, uh, Snake. How you doing? Morning, son. Great to speak to you, Ronnie. Yeah, great to, great to have you on, mate. Uh, uh, how amped were you with that FA Cup final, or did maybe some of those injuries uh, take some of the gloss off with uh, Real Madrid in the wings in two weeks? Yeah, you, you have that in your mind, don't you? You're always thinking down the road. When your side is um, playing every single game in a season and still in the mix. Um, so, yeah, seeing Mo Salah sort of limp off in the 30 first minute of that one and then Van Dyke being uh, substituted uh, on full time. Um, your heart did uh, miss a beat but uh, when you're able to bring on the likes of say Joel Matip uh, into uh, extra time it just shows the depth that Liverpool do have that they haven't had in previous seasons. They've been very lucky with injuries, let's not deny that it's hard to fathom the lack of injuries they've had considering the amount of uh, games they have played so that was a concern but it was uh, wonderful to see them hold their nerve in the penalty shootout both sides, as you rightly point out, sort of cancelled each other out, especially in that extra time period, Ronaldo. I don't know about you, but those two sides looked absolutely gassed, didn't mm, they? They, they looked they out on their feet, and there wasn't much of a highlight package uh, over the last 20 minutes uh, during that extra time period. But, uh, you know, wonderful achievement for for, um, for Liverpool. Um, you know, the Greek scouser, as you, you pointed out, so McCarthy, I was sitting there with my two kids who have Greek heritage, and I thought it was quite fitting. Uh, and I do love that story of, um, uh, as Jurgen Klopp described in the, in the next press conference, he went up to Costa Simicas and went, um, um, do you want to take a penalty? And uh, the Greek scousers said to him, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, do, I'll take one. Seven or eight will do. Um, that's fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> Seven or eight will do. <laughs> and Jurgen Klopp's thinking, well, penalties only, there's only five penalties generally, so uh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they hold their nerve. Uh, you know, commiserations go out to Chelsea. Gee, they're a, they're a good side, I think. It, any uh, two-eyed uh, Liverpool fan, and you'll probably say there's not too many of them out there, uh, uh, Ricardo, 
surely have huge respect for Chelsea. There's nothing between these two sides. Liverpool haven't found a way to beat them. Um, and uh, have snuck by uh, via the, the penalty shootout uh, twice in these the, these uh, cup finals. So um, I know it's been a bit of a challenging few months for, for Chelsea, but uh, they were more than worthy finalists. Yeah, they were. Uh, I mean, I thought there might be a bit of that revenge factor given uh, the way the League Cup final went, because you know, without wanting to re-referee that game, I thought Chelsea were a bit unlucky not to have you know, been given that goal in normal time that Lukaku scored that was deemed offside. But um, it wasn't quite to be as, you know, just the absolute solidity because, that, I mean, that's the other player that we haven't mentioned that Liverpool were missing was Fabinho, who went off in the last league game with a yeah. hamstring strain. Uh, and, I mean, he is the one player, if you look through that Liverpool squad, you know, if Robertson doesn't play, you play Simicass. If uh, Alexander-Arnold doesn't play, you can play Gomez. Matt, you know, Van Dijk doesn't play, you can play Matip, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there's not really a like-for-like for Fabinho. Well, there's not too many uh, players of uh, Fabinho's ilk in the world, uh, Ricardo. That, that real anchor role, true deep-lying midfielder, breaks up play, long levers, um, incredibly astute positionally, uh, and then has craft and, you know, guile with with uh, ball at his own feet. So I thought Jordan Henderson did a pretty good job filling in for, for that role um, uh, in a midfield where I, I thought Naby Keita was a little bit sputtering. He was replaced by James Milner. What an extraordinary record that guy has. Mm. Uh, now, doesn't he, alongside um, uh, Thiago, who, who I think has now won 30 major titles in his career. And I'm sorry, but whoever was on the television directing in that game, the, how on earth have we not had a replay of of his penalty? That, that Talk about cojones. We, we wax lyrical about Benzema's uh, Penenka in, in the Champions League. I'd, lo- I'd love every single angle of that penalty. Thiago took. You talk about confidence. Uh, it was fantastic. So uh, the dream's alive. How, how strong the dream for the quadruple is. Oh, I'm full of doubt. I, I know Man City have done a favour this morning by drawing two all with uh, a West Ham. Credit to them coming back from 2-0 down. Had a chance to win it with uh, Amari's penalty in the 86th minute. I, I, I just can't see how Aston Villa um, can can upset the sport, uh, the apple cart next weekend. Um, and I, I see City being crowned, uh, crowned uh, Premier League champions in front of their home fans for the fourth time in five years. What, what a side they are. And my lord, how many more are they going to win when Harlan joins them next season? Yeah, well, that's that's a really good question, actually. I just I've seen you know how these stories come out um, about clubs who have previously you know decided not to sign somebody when they I think uh, famously who was it was it Blackburn Rovers I think famously decided no Sheffield United decided not to sign Diego Maradona. Um, in, in about 1979 because <laughs> he was too small. Um, you know, there, there's a story that has come out uh, today that I saw in the English papers that Everton, of all teams, uh, declined to sign Haaland for £60,000 because they thought he would decline in uh, quality as he got older. Wow. OK. Well, that just sort of sums up Everton, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It uh, does. Uh, <laughs> you look how much cash they've flashed and some very average players over the last few years. I think he'd be a nice addition up front. And, and if he was there, there would be no way they were in a, in a relegation battle heading into the final week. No, exactly, mate. Exactly. Now, we've got a, uh, we do have a real relegation scrap on at the moment because um, Everton this morning had two players sent off and lost 3-2 to Brentford at home. Leeds got a point at Brighton and, and Burnley lost 1-0 uh, at Tottenham. But Burnley do have two games left. Leeds have one game left. Everton have two games left. But their last game is at Arsenal, who might need to win that to get Champions League football. Who's staying up, do you think? 
Well, I thought Everton were going to stay up, and I know having two players since off, and I think the first was inside 20 minutes, uh, so they're on the back foot against a Brentford side who, who can be good um, and, and got those three points. So uh, that's thrown a huge spanner in the work. I, I thought Everton would be out of the equation as of this moment, but they're, they're firmly in the mix. Uh, Leeds, um, I, I looked at their game this past weekend against Crystal Palace as vital for them uh, to get three points. They didn't do that. A one-all draw has them still sort of teetering on the edge of disaster now, don't they? And uh, They've got to go to Brentford on the last day. Yeah, and the way Leeds defend, in the sense that they don't defend, um, you've got to be a little bit nervy. And it'll be disappointing, considering the great story of Leeds coming back. That's a huge club, passionate fans. We all know the Bowser story. The wheels fell off dreadfully. Jesse Marsh just hasn't been able to, to, to get them to get them really um, in good form. They haven't won in their last five games. Three losses, a couple of draws there. My gut, though, just tells me Burnley. Maybe maybe I'm uh, just a little bit you know, pessimistic on them overall. They've got to um, take on Aston Villa away from home on Friday morning, New Zealand time. You'd expect the Aston Villa to get a win there with the quality they do have in their side. Aston Villa, though, are a, a very up-and-down group now, aren't they? I know mm. Stephen Gerrard was given you know, high praise when he took over the role, but I think they've sort of stagnated, really. So, oh, gee, I, I, I'm going around and around in circles here. Um, but it, it's Leeds or Burnley for me. I, I, I think Everton will find a way to, to probably get out of trouble, and thanks to maybe a positive result against Crystal Palace on, on Friday morning. But I, I've just... You know, rambled on for a minute, and I don't think I'm sure of my own mind. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll have to uh, see how that plays out. Now, of course, um, you had a common uh, commentary call over the weekend for the Phoenix against Western United. I, I mean, they played Western United three times this season, one all three. So I was pretty confident, but it just didn't quite happen for uh, Ufuk Tele's men. No, no, uh, no. You're right. They, they had form against Western United, but Western United, I, I think, over the course of the season, had. had uh, the right to be favourites heading into that game, that they started the season really well, had a bit of a dip, but uh, I think they really figured out who they were, Western United. I think I jokingly called them, you know, the George Graham Arsenal of the A-League. Uh, they are the masters of the 1-0. I, I think they broke the, the, the league record for most 1-0 victories uh, during the season. And the Wellington Phoenix, when conceding first in the A-League game, had not come back to win a game. Um, all season. That, that, that's quite astounding if you actually think about it, uh, Ricardo. So it was one of those uh, um, typical games when you knew the first goal was going to be massively important. Um, now, the Phoenix, I thought, started fantastically through, through the first eight, nine minutes. Great chance down the right-hand side. Ball's whipped in. It just goes behind David Ball on the six-yard box. If that's one metre closer to him, it's probably 1-0. Then there's a good save made by Jamie Young. Uh, Piscopo's uh, you know, right foot drive looked like it was creeping in. Uh, he kept that out. And uh, you know, moments later, they go down the other end of the field. Western United, a ball in uh, towards the back post. And uh, Prijevic, an amazing touch to bring it down and lashing it into the roof of the net, ultimately decided the game. But uh, the Wellington Phoenix, I, I thought, battled for, for large majorities in that game. I, I thought their big-name players, their imports, were decidedly... Um, absent in some way. I don't think they were able to really stamp their, their class on the match. I, I think Ball looks like he's completely spent. He's had that toe injury all year. Uh, Hooper tried to get himself involved, but just didn't really work for him. I thought Sandoval was MIA um, completely. Um, and they made some changes, got a little bit 
more momentum in that second half. And the best moment, of course, is what? In the 71st minute, where substitute McGarry gets a great header in on goal. And Jamie Young just pulls out um, quite extraordinary save. You know, full stretch, uh, right hand to, to basically scoop it off the line and, and um, save uh, Western United, save that lead. And despite huffing and puffing, um, a very trying, difficult season comes to the uh, comes to end for the Wellington Phoenix. But I think overall, you know, generally when you make the playoffs in this competition, it's the bare minimum, isn't it? Mm. Um, and I think for the Wellington Phoenix, you can still give them a good pat on the back and pass mark for, for what they've achieved. It, it, I just don't think we can uh, um, overstate just how difficult they've had it now for two, two and a half years. Uh, It's a real disadvantage for them not being able to play at home. They've been on the road, of course. And you just look at the talent, too. I I think there are better squads um, in that uh, A-League in the Wellington Phoenix who didn't make the playoffs. Now, that's a credit to the players, the coach, uh, the support staff. So uh, I'm sure they'll be desperate to get home, play regularly, and to, to build upon the 15 players that they have signed for, for next season. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what Ufuktale can achieve. I, I, I've got massive reps on that guy. I think the job he has done has been uh, outstanding. Yeah, and uh, it looks like he's safe uh, at the Phoenix for another season with the news that MacArthur have decided to make Dwight York, with absolutely no coaching experience, uh, their manager for next season. Oh, no, he's an, he's an A-League. He's an A-League All-Stars coach. <laughs> oh, well, that, well, ma- that makes be. all the difference, Daniel makes all the difference. That is an absolute circus, well, and I'm looking forward to it next year. I, I, I hear he's excellent to go out with. Um, this might be a masterstroke. Um, he's got to bring great credentials, isn't he, as far as a player, what a player he was uh, for your mob, Aston Villa, prior to that. Um, he set the, the A-League alight when he uh, arrived with Sydney. You'll remember all those years ago and in the infancy of the competition, but it, it is a bit of a bolt out of the blue now, isn't it? Um, Uh, Someone with absolutely no coaching experience, as as you point out, taking over. But MacArthur seems to to do things their own way. Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, Like I say, it's a circus. I'm looking forward to seeing how that rolls out next season. Hey, um, Snake, thanks very much for coming on, mate. Go well. Have a great day. And we'll talk again soon, eh? My, my, I appreciate it, Ronell. How are you coping with um, you know Liverpool and Man City just being the most ultimate dominant forces in world football? My fingers are in my ears, my friend. My fingers are in my ears. <laughs> Go well. Daniel McCarty with us, uh, host of uh, the Saturday session here on SENZ and our Phoenix commentator as well. This is Mornings with Ian Smith with Ricardo Ball. In for Ian Smith. Uh, through till midday today, uh, brought to you by Polaris, New Zealand's number one selling side-by-side brand. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.